0: those he chose, he's called them, he's ordained them, and they are heirs unto him. They are heirs unto him. They are called the sons of God. And you know, we are kings and priests. So if you open to the book of Revelation um, Chapter one You know when we say something like when we say something like nigeria is blessed we are not asking god to bless nigeria understand something the truth is that it is true so it's a declaration of the truth and that declaration of the truth is called the manifestation of the Glory of God. You understand? You understand that? that? That's what it is. It is a recognition of a reality. And when we recognize it, it guards our thoughts. And thoughts are very powerful. our collective thoughts about the situation determines how the situation turns out. So when you say my family is blessed, it's not a prayer to God. Now, you understand, it's not a prayer to God. When I say my family is blessed, it's not a prayer to God, it's a recognition of a truth. It's an agreement. With God, he say two can't work together except they be agreed. It's an agreement, and, and that is what causes your consciousness to shift. You say life will answer to you based, listen, listen, this is important. Life will answer, life answers to us based on our perception about ourselves. A blessed man thinks like one and sees like one, and because of that, he walks according to his perception. You see, a blessed man and a man who isn't blessed, the sun shines on both of them every day. The rain falls on their front every day. The force of gravity works in their lives every day. But how he manages all of the situations is what makes the difference. His management of those situations is what creates results. You see, results don't create themselves. Whatever result we have always is a function of our ability to manage situations. Do you understand? Amen? So always my concern always is not mine, it's not my results. I like to give more attention to my ability to make decisions. And you should, too. You see, decisions born out of righteousness will produce a righteous result. That's true. Situations born out of sin will produce the wrong results. Every action has consequences. Actions are the human response or expression of thoughts. Actions are fate. Fate is a substance. Is the essence of action. Are you following this? What will happen tomorrow morning the pains of what we did today. We set things in motion when we make decisions. But the kind of decisions we can make depends on our perception and our exposure, on who we think we are. Who are you? I remember sharing a message with us. And in that message, I, I listened to it recently. And it was quite a blessing to me because in that message I was trying to explain that I think it's, it's a, it prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope. And Paul said to the king, he said, do you know the reason why I have been arrested? The king said no. He said, I am here in chains as a result of the same hope which these people profess that there shall be a resurrection from the dead. He said, this hope that they have, that we share, he said, that's why they have arrested me. So, the king, so, so, why would they arrest you for sharing the same hope with They said, because I said that that hope, that thing we were hoping for has happened. They said it hasn't yet. So they said, I've lost my mind, that I'm a deceiver. I say, king, that's why I'm here. Do you know it's the same thing with us many people today? Some people believe that God will bless them. Some people believe that, you know, that God has blessed them. These are two different categories of people. Where do you belong? How do you know that God's blessed you? When you look at your skyscraper or your lens. To be blessed means to be empowered, to be productive. Are you? What drives productivity is not machines. It's not computers. What drives productivity is wisdom. So, what drives productivity is wisdom, not two dimensions. Those ones depend on it. These things are very important. It's important that we have a clarity about life and then begin to make decisions that are consistent with this clarity. Joseph prospered in the prison because of his perception of himself. He didn't think he was in a position of disadvantage. He was in agreement with God. Look at his confession. You thought you did me evil by selling me. but God sent me here to preserve lives, sent you by you being sold as a slave? That was the way, that was the way to break through the borders of Egypt and get him in safely to Egypt. And when he got in there, he was sold as a slave, interestingly, to somebody who was close to the corridors of power. Eventually he went to prison, but he kept his perspective right. Because if he was grumbling, he wouldn't have thought about the fact that, you know, um, trying to help other people become happy, finding out what their concerns <coughs> were. He would have been mourning himself. And he may not have been in the state of mind to say, When you get to the palace, remember me. Speak a word to the king about me. Well, I'm here not because I didn't anything. And it worked. Eventually, he came out and toward and became great. His later end became greater than his beginning. What is your perspective about life? Situations linger because people never learn the reason why the situation, the results they are living in, happened in the first instance. They never learn it. And sometimes, though it can be challenging, we must learn to keep our focus on what really matters. Amen? It's very important. It's very important. And, um, so I'm just saying that to discuss something I think is important. How we perceive ourselves and how we perceive life. Do you know that when Jesus was born, and he was in this world, did you know he knew he was God? He knew. but was even like, he, the Bible said his son was nothing to behold. He wasn't walking about like a powerful man with fire coming out of his head to show that he was God. He looked so normal. He wasn't glorious. But he knew who he was. And he knew the purpose of his coming and he lived in a manner that was in alignment with that purpose Amen In Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 the Bible says Okay let's start from 5 and from Jesus Christ, who is faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and has washed us. Hey, are you reading? Unto him that what? Loved, loved us. I'm loved of God. Do you believe that for yourself? Do you believe it? If you have a chance to pray for God to love you, would you? And washed us from our sins in his own blood. I'm washed from my sins. I'm washed. You know some people will never believe this until Jesus comes. They will never accept that they've been washed. There are many who believe Christianity is a daily fight to remain righteous. I'm not fighting to be righteous. I wrestle for purpose. Which is what every king does. And has made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He has made us what? Kings. Okay, let's start with kings. Many Christians never see that one. They jump, they read he has made us priests unto his God. That, that's how they read it. The king doesn't register in their minds. So they are prayer warriors and prayer champions. This is the reason why they call on God to do everything. Everything requires divine intervention, and they don't know that they are divine. Are we divine? Are we divine? Second Peter chapter one, he made it clear that he has we we have been brought into that divinity. So when people talk about divine intervention, think about you. When they say we are, or, we are just we just need divine intervention, then they are declaring to you we're looking for you. It's important how you Why would they say it where you are? The problem is if you now join them and start saying yes, we need divine intervention. That's a problem. It means you don't understand. See, that's the problem. That's the difference between the baby and the adult in Christ. When you walk into a place, see, when a certified mechanic that knows his job walks into a man whose car has you know broken down and the man saying i need a mechanic he'll say i can help you he won't say yes you need the mechanic." <laughs> you say, that's the problem how, how do you say let's try and find a mechanic it means he doesn't know it he doesn't know it <laughs> And that mechanic needs to be rehabilitated. <laughs> I know what I'm telling you. <laughs> there needs to be a rehabilitation. <laughs> so so you, you understand this thing? So when people say we need a divine intervention, they are saying, what I will hear is they're saying we need you. That's what I will hear. And I will think that God must have brought me here to hear this for a purpose. Because they need a divine intervention. they need the Son of God. Am I one? This will be what I will think. I'm telling you, this is what I will think. So via prayer for a divine intervention, I see that God has given me an open door, an opportunity. That's what I will consider it. So like Daniel, I will give attention to whatever the problem is. And because god wants me to handle it it means i don't even need to pray you know the bible said in ecclesiastes chapter six this is very important he said what did he say i mean we have read that scripture do you, do you remember what i'm talking about we re- read that scripture over and over again so i want to um believe that you have no problems understanding what i'm talking about Eight verse six you remember what it says there What's that? He said, To every purpose there is both time and judgment. Therefore the misery of man is great upon him, for he knoweth not that we shall be. For who can tell him when he shall be? Think about it. Who shall tell him when he shall be? So we meet a gentleman called Moses. And Moses understands the purpose of god really because he was moved for his brethren who were suffering and he began action he got a false guy and killed him moses the political activist has started work and he got himself into trouble because he didn't know that it was written in genesis chapter 15 verse 16 That in the fourth generation they shall come hither again for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. Iniquity not yet full? You mean iniquity has chaos? Of course. Mene, Mene, take care of a sin. You remember that? And when the time was full, God appeared to Moses and specifically sent him to Egypt with clear instructions on how to approach. You see the point? The time was right, time, and he gave him an approach. Go to the king. He didn't say go and check who is fighting or who is punishing the Israelites and kill them. You know, he um, didn't say go and do a sting operation. Moses was doing a sting operation before. He didn't need a sting operation. He needed strict political confrontation with the king. Amen. So God's idea, God's strategy was he was going to have to speak directly with the king. Moses was doing a sting operation, in other words a covert operation, that's what he was doing. He was working undercover. He was a military, remember he was trained, he was a military man, so he was doing undercover, which is wonderful, but this time that wasn't the right approach. But for this to happen at all, you need to first be in the consciousness that is right and consistent with the truth. If he said I've blessed you and you're seeking for his blessing, something's wrong. You can't walk with him. Ask yourself as I speak to you right now, where are you? What are you focused on? What are you focused on? Amen. Every man passes through challenges. The difference is how you handle stuff. The difference is how you handle stuff. And I said, what makes productivity possible is wisdom. And does any man lack wisdom? Well, if you think you do, you know what to do. James said, ask. How do you ask? Desire. Desire, see what? Ask and desire. Mean one and the same thing. He's saying desire it. I do, because there are always higher levels of it. Amen. You know, I-, I was telling my family all day about the importance of prayer. I said, you see, all kinds of prayer. I said, for example, in intercession, when you learn to pray for older people, when you learn to intercede. One of the things is, you see, if a lawyer. The more a lawyer appears in court, the more he becomes more proficient. The more he is more confident. You understand that? The more he can challenge issues confidently. That's the difference between the guy that just left law school yesterday and the guy who is a senior advocate. His experience and insight. You understand that? So the more you ever for other people for example the more you become more confident the more you are more insightful the more you see you 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 can get things done with easy you see it becomes easier and simpler with you the same thing with everything about god glory to god this is wonderful really wonderful and um why am i sharing all of this it's because I want to discuss a couple of things which makes for productivity irrespective of where you may be right now if your state of heart gets into shape everything would be fine believe me I remember going from your place and I was thinking about challenges of my life at the time and I said I don't have money I know, I admit, and I don't have my, my business and my work doesn't seem to be prospering, I agree to, and I have a family. I said, but if I get a chance right now, a scholarship, to do master's degree or PhD, maybe in the United States, my wife will become very happy. She will even be sending me money to support me because she will be hopeful that once I'm done with this program, things will improve. She won't be, she, if all, all our needs wouldn't just be met, but she become hopeful because she sees a light, right? This is something good that's happened. I said, I hereby, hereby declare to myself that I have now, <laughs> I am now in school. <laughs> and I'm going to be functioning with this mentality so instead of being so much worried about how to take care of family I'm gonna do my best in doing that but right now I'm on scholarship I'm studying (laughs) I'm serious I made a simple decision I've seen that decision produce results for me because it's determined how I began to approach things and it changed my order of preferences. You see there could be difficult times in the course of a man's life. But a man's difficulties is not the end of his life. The question is what he makes out of it. The difficulties to become an asset or more liability depending on how he functions in it. and how he functions will, deter- will depend on his wisdom. You understand this? Steve Jobs returned to Apple to inherit a company that was flat out broke. A company that nobody had confidence in. A company that every analyst report indicated that they were out of the game. That was the company he returned to manage. They had no money, they needed money. Nobody believed in them, nobody would give them money. Nobody would support them. What is he gonna do? Fire some staff? What difference would that make? He realized some important things that the wealth of a man or a nation or a country does not consist in what is in the bank account that wealth and life is richer and bigger than that. What about the relationships? What about other people? Is there something they have they need that we have? Is there a way we can intervene in the problems other people are going through? See, a company's problem is a liability. If a company has a has a hard court cases right now, and it's a serious case, is a challenge to their corporate existence. Is a pain. Is there a way? Anything we have can help take the pain away. Is there a way? Is there something we have that somebody needs? You know, when people are in need, they don't think like this most times. They just think I need to get the money. No, don't think I need to get the money. Don't let the money be the problem. Because maybe you have something worth more than money there. Yeah. So they figured that Microsoft had a court case brought by the DOJs of several states. And it was threatening their corporate existence. So let's make them a deal. What is the nature of this case? They have been accused of antitrust. They were using anti-competitive tactics. They were trying to kill the competition. And Microsoft was in court challenging this case, trying to say it's not true, we are not killing competition. We'll give you a very simple way to prove it. Give us money, we are a competitor. And in exchange, we will reduce your liability, your regular expenses, by withdrawing the court cases we have against you. Let's cooperate rather than compete here. Deal that brought in $150 million to the company. Company was saved because of one decision based on the exposure of the man who made it. You see this? You see why it's important that we give attention. The Bible says, My son, what? Attained. Attained to my words. Inclined thine ears to what? My sins for what? They are what? Life. To what? To who? Them that find it. So you've got to find it. Inclining ears to my saying. Attend to my words. Many times, what we want to do is to have God listen to us. Don't you think that God understands us already? He surely must do. Recently, I was speaking to one of my daughters. And... She has had some issues which she thought are very serious. And I will talk and talk and talk. I will spend my time talking. And I thought I have nailed it. And she just returns me a text. I say, you know, I understand that when someone is not the person wearing the shoes, you wouldn't know. So, my God. (laughs) Everything I say, she didn't hear anything. I have to tell personal stories of my life when things are very difficult. And then I, I, I talked about uh, a different, you know, um, a different phase, all right, and how I managed to move from there to here. And what she will hear is the story of when things are better. This, this other one, didn't, doesn't even register. And then she will come and say, I know you, hey, Dr. Ryan, I, I know you think, that are making excuses. I said, That's not what I think. That's what you're doing. <laughs> you're making excuses. Now, after that talk that day, I noticed something. Suddenly, everything has changed. Has money come? No. But now she's joyful, taking nice, oh, taking nice pictures and sharing pictures of hope. Before now, what you could, could hear is see, as an update on WhatsApp, is God is with me in this pain. It's <laughs> <Things> like that. <laughs> and it's it's just it like that. What has changed? My son, attend to my words. For the words are life to them that find it. You see, the word of God gives life to your dreams, it brings in life. Don't take it for granted. That's why Paul said, Rejoice, I say it again and again, Rejoice. So he made us kings and priests. I'm a king. I'm a king. So I need to understand how kings functions. Alright? Now, every king, every government, see, a king has a government. Right? Right? Every king has what is called policy statements. Do you have a policy statement? Do you know what policy statement is? You see, these things I'm telling you are important. Every king has a policy statement. The policy statement is what guides actions and decisions. You have a policy statement for economy, for policies, for everything, for education. Listen. I said every king has what? Glory. Every king has a policy statement. And what is a policy statement? King writes, so do you have policy statements? You see, the heir, as long as he's a child, Different nothing from a servant. A servant is under rule. A servant doesn't have a voice. A servant cannot change situations. So, but, eh, as long as he's a child, it's not different from a servant, although he be lord of all. But he goes on. He undergoes training until he becomes a man. When he grows up, he learns how to rule. When he grows up, he starts making decisions. You understand that? He starts making decisions. So a policy is a deliberate system of principles to guide decisions and achieve rational outcomes. A deliberate system of principles to guide decisions. What guides your decisions? I say a policy is what? A A deliberate system. So it's something you are deliberate about. A deliberate system of principles to guide decisions and achieve rational outcomes that's what a policy is A deliberate system of principles to guide decisions and achieve rational outcomes if I'm a king then I should have policies I should have a policy on education When I say policy on education, I'm not talking about policy on how to educate my children. No. You know why? A very important thought is that we are in the world. You see, the Bible said Satan is the god of this world system. Right? And in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, Say we wrestle not against principalities and powers, against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And Galatians chapter 1, he says, Jesus has delivered us from this present evil world. Amen? He it called it this present evil world. So we live in an evil world. And Jesus has <laughs> delivered us from that present evil world. Amen. Are you following me? It's important you follow me because I'm talking about Paul is this statement. And I'm trying to bring some thoughts about how to truly function in dominion. Right? <laughs> right. That's how. The functionality, the way a king thinks is different from the way priests think. And you see. Priesthood is losing relevance because even the many self-professing priests doesn't even understand priesthood. That's why they will go to. That's why a, a civil society group will threaten to shut down a church service. Don't you think that the priest is losing his influence? That's what it means. People are supposed to be afraid of him. They're not. They say we'll shut down his church. That's why people will come boldly and insult priests. You understand that's why glory to god <laughs> so the functionality the thinking is different and that thinking is, i told you productivity is a result of wisdom so how you are thinking determines your level of confidence see your thought is what shapes your confidence and that's what shapes your actions and the actions you take is what gives you results all right you are rewarded for making decisions do you you understand that we're rewarded for making decisions do you realize that it's not hard work physical level that determines how much a person is rewarded with Think about the risk a security man at the gate of the office is exposed to. He has to stay at that gate. If there be an attack by, you know, against that facility, he is at the center of it. He opens the gate open and he closes it. And there is a CEO sitting somewhere at the 10th floor to get to him. You have to break through a lot of barriers. <laughs> and as it steps out, there is a powerful car waiting to drive in. You understand that? In fact the way those things are built, the car actually drives in, right? You know, it drives in. You see those you see the corporate office of UV or all these banks you see there's a driveway that enters into the building. <laughs> and he paid heavily. Why? Exposure. Exposure. His level of insight. Your role, your job, your pursuit is to widen your perspective and deepen your insight so you can make high-quality decisions. Michael Dell is a successful man. I mean, he founded Dell Computers. Dell is not worth, not yet worth a trillion dollars. Right? Why? When Michael Dell was asked in an interview what he would do if he were the CEO of Apple, you know what he said? He said, I will shut the whole thing down because it doesn't make sense. Steve Job and I didn't think that it didn't make sense. He knew he didn't have to shut it down today. That one that was bankrupt with that without money that Michael Dell would have shut down is worth over a trillion dollars. Michael Dell's you know thriving company at the time is not yet worth a trillion dollars. What do you see there? Exposure, perspective, quality of decisions, wisdom. That's what you see. So the first may not may be the last. It's the truth. That you're the first to start doesn't mean you remain first. Except if you keep on learning and growing you will be overtaken. Are you hearing me? What are you going to do at the end of today? Ask yourself now as we are talking, does it mean that my wisdom is not yet adequate? For me, mine is not. Amen? (laughs) Mine is not. So you find that one thing, if you open my heart now, if you can see, you see that there is the number one desire is that, is the desire to function at higher levels of wisdom. That is the first thing you'll find. When I have issues, as I'm going to bed, there is one thing that's on my mind if I wake up with some incredible idea today. An idea that will make a difference in the world. That's what I think about. Do you? <laughs> it's a zone of no failure. That's how kings function. Amen? So I said that kings run governments. And every government functions by policies. That depends on their constitution, on the law. Our constitution is not the Bible. I know that many preachers say that it is. Our constitution is the law of the spirit of... Uh, The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That is our constitution. Our law is like the law of Great Britain. It's unwritten. It's written in our hearts. Amen. What did he say in Jeremiah? I mean, you know what he said. He will write those words in their hearts. So our heart is in there. That's why he said, for as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Those under the law are not the sons of God. Do you know that Moses was not under the law? Do you know that Moses was never under the law? Do you know that? Moses wrote the law. He wrote it. He received insight. And he wrote the law as a guide for the people. That's what he did. He wrote the law. He never lived by the law. How do you know that? He told them, the law is your life. They said, the law is my life. Says it's your life. <laughs> Sons of God are not under the law. Sons of God have found themselves in his righteousness. Amen? And they know it. See, they have to know it. That's the reason why they can do things that seem to suggest to children that they are breaking the law and God is fine with them. You understand that? So you find a prophet, Jeremiah. These sons of is Jeremiah visits them, visits him, and he brings wine before them and tell them drink the prophet. So you guys can have fun. Alright, so what am I saying? I said kings make policies why the systems are imperfect and the imperfect system subjects people to limitation for example it was in the news recently that in Nigeria the NBC national Broadcasting corporation had made another very powerful decision and that is to tell reporting Journal uh, news um, houses to take it easy regarding how they report issues about some um, terrorism and um, violence. All right, they told them to to step down and um, not be talking about it all the time. Because that it, could, it has consequences which includes dividing the country. And um, Seraph has now given the federal government of Buhari 24 hours to change the policy. So somebody actually wrote in Lagos and he says, is there a grand conspiracy against the South? And he was writing, I said an commander, three others were killed in fresh in gallant attack. And then the news said NBC wants television radio stations against glamorizing insecurity. Let me read you a bit of it. So reports had it that suspected Fulani and on Friday invaded a Gaga four people, including an commander identified as Muri. The report said the lawless cowards came earlier to the border community but were repelled. On their return in the night they were, they allegedly came in customs and military camouflage thereby hoodwinked the people who took them for security operatives. Now with the worsening level of insecurity across, I'm reading this from someone's writer. With a worsening level of insecurity across Nigeria, it would have been fair to assume that the people of Egaga were also victims of a nationwide security meltdown, but this has a more alarming ring to it. For quite a while now, there has been growing insinuation in southern Nigeria that some state security operatives have been adding criminal elements to perpetuate injustice against the people. Okay, so I just jumped some stuff here and I. And I now read here. It's against this hostile backdrop that a lot of people view the suspicion with suspicion. The directive of the National Broadcasting Commission warning television and radio stations against giving details that could amplify the nefarious activities of insurgents, terrorists, kidnappers, and bandits. NBC also warned against glamorizing insecurity and pitching one section of the country against another. All right. Even if the, gov- the intentions of the government, even if the be- government has the best of intentions, they fails to take swift and concrete steps to ass- assuage the fears of the people of the South, the people will see this type of NBC directive as cover-up theatrics threat- and attempt to gag the media and block credible reportage. All right. And when you see something like this, what do you do? Say these people are very wicked. I don't stop at saying these people are very wicked. If I don't have a policy about security, I make one. Are you hearing me? Now, this is how I think. This is how I think. i like to find out a little more, why is this like this? Why would they now say, don't report these things? You understand that? I told you, listen, the Bible said, seek first the kingdom of God. And what? righteousness. And other things I will add on to you. What is the kingdom of God? I mean, righteousness, peace, right? And join the Holy Ghost. Um, Paul described that as some of the elements, some of the things that characterize the kingdom. All right? That's what it is. So if someone said they find the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not righteousness, peace, and join the Holy Ghost. That's not what it, is. <laughs> That's what it is. He was showing the characteristics, some of the elements. That characterize the kingdom in the kingdom you find righteousness you find peace you find joy in the Holy Ghost that's what he saying. amen hallelujah are you following this so I'm thinking now so he says seek the kingdom the kingdom is about the dominion of God It's about the will of God God's will is not that people should live in fear when Jesus is about to return. That's not what the Bible said. The Bible showed us the characteristics of the things that will be happening. It didn't say that God loves those things. <laughs> and if he doesn't love them, we have a responsibility to ensure that we don't let them happen. Many Christians, you know, Christians don't say it like this. When they hear words and words, it's his uh, end time, that's all. We are just waiting for the return of the master. I certain musicians have been for 30 years now. He has been telling Jesus to say Jesus was coming. Until recently, he's getting he's getting frustrated. He now says he sang a new say, Come quickly. <laughs> <laughs> because he's damn tired of, of singing this thing. For 30 years now. Say he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. 30 years later, Jesus is just there drinking coffee, having fun with angels. And he said, Come quickly. Uh, uh, before uh, my ministry will run out of oil. <laughs> I saying Jesus gives us a clear approach to being successful, he says, Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness because the systems any system that limits people is up for us to do something about it. The Bible said, The book of Hebrews, chapter 11, through faith. We understand that the worlds, the ages, this is an important lesson, the ages, we are what? Repaired, framed by what? The rhema of God, the word of God. Framed? Yes. An age or a year or world system defines an age, a period in history. Are you hearing me? A period in history. Amen. Listen, an aeon is a period in history, including all the everything that defines it. The art, the culture, the technology, the culture, everything that defines that period in history is called an age. They say we live in a digital age, right? Okay. In this is our digital age, for example, last night and it's been happening. A friend on Facebook two nights ago sent me a message. Say, Did I see what he posted about the platform that paid him? I said no. <laughs> he said that he's really paying. I said, Are you serious? He said that he is. I said, How how do I benefit? He said that I can start with any amount. I said, I want to I say I want to invest hundred million. <laughs> Send me your account, so I'll transfer it immediately. <laughs> the guy blocks me. <laughs> I said, You don't want money again. Last night another person came. He said have I seen, do I know, you know, that uh, blah, blah, blah. I say, I say, really? He say, yeah. I called him by the name. I say, en, en, and are you, are you sure? He said that he's very sure. That he just benefited. That he didn't know it will even work. I say, wow. I said, I'd like to invest $15 <laughs> So I said, so he said, I need to register. I said, what's the name? I said, you are my friend. Send me your account number. Let me transfer the money to you. Do the business for me. Are we not friends? He said, no, I need to register. I said, all right. What do I, I said, let me register then. I should send my name, bank, account number, phone number, and I sent him all the details he wanted. Then he came back and said that, the admin said that the bank name n- name and um, the account name and number didn't correspond. I said, it should take very well. Uh, send me the, the admins. I said, let me send this money to you. Just do it. He said, no, I need to register properly. I said, okay, send me the admin's number. Let me talk to him directly. He sent the number. I said, I should chat it up. I said, I didn't realize you are this foolish. He blocks me. I know you wonder, you have the time to, I do. I have the time to come He wants to get money, right? I said, let me save 15 million. I don't want money again. What does that mean? What is he looking for? He's trying to dupe me, and that's what the digital age has made possible. All right? And then you hear of those who, come on. I read a story, and it's about, he's a Nigerian. And um, he was telling a story how he landed in South Africa, and a saying missionary came to receive them, And he mentioned his name. I say he was from Imo State, the the reverend father said wow he smiled and said I've heard about Imo State he said I have a prison ministry and so uh, there are lots of Igbo people in South Africa prison and um, the the guys from Imo State they make the the church in prison really very vibrant but that's sad isn't it yeah that's sad because carrying the Nigerian passport can be a very humiliating thing it can be. You are treated as a suspect. All the psychological tests are are, 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 are shut, sh- you know, channeled on you, and all the stupid questions. And when it's me, I don't like to be nice. Talk to you like you're you're crazy. How long are you staying here? Why should I stay? Leaving right after my meeting. Make you look unimportant. why did that happen because some nigerian youths have actually done incredible things you understand that they have duped nations and they do that and live large that's a problem can you do anything about it It say we understand through faith that the world the ages we are repaired So it can be repaired! Can you do that? Can you think of doing that? Can you at least spare some of your time to think about things like that? The digital age is characterized by lots of problems. You understand that? There are people who are consistently creating tools to do crazy things. Democracy is easy. It's like stealing <laughs> ice cream from a baby. <laughs> and you see the former U.S. president saying something like that, and it's not looking like Photoshop, looking like he said it. Democracy is easy. It's like stealing ice cream from a baby. But it was all deep fake. Deep fake. Are you following what I'm trying to show you? Yeah. I was talking about making policies making policies come on somebody making policies and i say that that is what kings do so the question is this policy thing why should you make them what should be your concern so i'm trying to tell you some of the concerns we have in our age and how when you hear things things like that you don't just say well these people are very bad are you following this this is what, this is what God gets you this is what gets you paid this is what it means to seek the kingdom of God seeking the kingdom of God is intervening is intervening and the problems we find in the world that's what it is about amen it's intervening what are you intervening in glory to God hallelujah think about it don't let the challenges you face overwhelm you we are soldiers we are strong amen and irrespective of where we are we can make a difference and then rewarded by making those differences that's how it is glory to God Amen. In 2019, a UK-based energy firm CEO was calmed over the phone when he was ordered to transfer €220,000 into a Hungarian bank account by an individual who used audio defect technology to impersonate the voice of the firm's parent company's chief executive. How much? to around twenty thousand euros. Now think, what if you are able to create a solution that will help people detect the fake? That is how a system is perfected. So, do you have a do you have a policy statement for um, the digital economy? Do you have? Are you concerned about it I am you know when I read about the COVID and all of the restrictions that they are pushing all right and how you have to rely on the government to ascertain whether you are positive or negative you know, they can test you and say that you are negative-positive. If you say you are not, you are trying to put the health of other people in, at risk, and you should care about the community and the society, you should know that this COVID thing is very serious, and we should all be, be forced with us. You see, civil society groups are responsible by some crazy stuff people. It starts with us taking responsibility, and I'm just looking at it. So I was just thinking, I said, what if somebody is able to invent some kind of tool that can enable people to check just like you have they have something to check diabetes right what if there's a tool like that right that someone can actually use to check the so-called covid thing by himself what if there's something like that i don't know how many people are thinking in that direction but i thought about it That is what it is to seek the kingdom of God. When you start thinking like this, what happens is ideas will start coming to you. And there are many things you can do. Yours could just be to write an article, it could be to write a book. All of those things are called intervention. And you are guided by your policy statements because you're a king. And what happens is because you are functioning, you are an ambassador functioning, all right, on behalf of heaven, you also have. The favor of heaven working in your, in your favor, in your advantage. Are you hearing? This is what happens. It's called taking responsibility. And if you seek the kingdom of God and seek its righteousness, you will never labor for other things of life. The problem is when we let our focus become on the things that we want and differentiate seeking the kingdom from getting the things we want. So many people, for them, seeking the kingdom is going to church. Amen? Or sponsoring the preaching of the gospel. Once we give our ties and offerings and partnership, we are seeking the kingdom. That's not seeking the kingdom. Except it is done if it's done with the right intention. When you're doing it because you have seen some glamour and glory that will follow it, like Jeremiah who's whose people did camp money, and you need to, to gift in his church, and they gave him a word and celebrated him, and he disappeared with the money. Think about it. He received a big award from the president of the church. People's money. What, 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 what was in your mind? And he's celebrated as a hero who loved God. By using people's money and sponsoring gospel? You don't have to do that. He wasn't, he wasn't doing that because he loved God. He was looking for fame. Glory to God. Many do that today. There are ladies that serve in church so that some men will notice them. Some people who are ushers because they want to get married. That's true. Some guys go to church so they can seek connection. This church, certain people, class of people, go here, so that's my church. And I love the man of God so much. My church, my church, my church. He doesn't love the man of God anything. He just loves himself aren't you surprised that that's the reason why it's as though the church lacks power we can make a difference if we are serious we can we can make a different beginning from this afternoon it's not difficult it's as simple as i'm actually putting it it is functioning with the mentality of kingship you will have access to the hidden treasures of god to those things that are conceived by the glory of god if you are really functioning as a king. Kings reign. What does it mean to reign? It means subduing opposition. Amen? Amen. To reign means you are, you are subduing opposition. Kings go to war. Are you warring? What are you warring against? Amen? You go to war. Why do you go to war? To protect the freedom of the people. If you don't go to war, you could, be, you could have an invasion. And the people will come under bondage and under tribute. Tribute from sickness, tribute from technology theft, tribute from terrorism. We are in Nigeria are all paying it today. We are paying the tributes, in loss of young people, in loss of money, in people that die in medical facilities because the facilities have no equipments. We are! What are you thinking about it? How can young children go to write common interest and that teachers just write it for them? We are suffering from that. And these children are supposed to grow up and take responsibility, take responsibility. Were they prepared for it? They weren't prepared for it. They have been taught that it's okay to cheat. They've been taught to put their faith in certificates they've been taught that way and sadly, schools expect me to actually pay for them to corrupt my child can you imagine how serious it is that i'm not paying for my children to be corrupted it's terrible shouldn't i make you cry don't you think about it don't you think about it how can a nation survive without equipping its human resources how can the destiny of children be destroyed they lose the ability to imagine they lose the ability to do anything they are only taught to enjoy life they are only taught to remain adults and to remain children forever I don't want to grow up I just want milk and candies I just want to lick chocolate. That's all he wants. If daddy won't give it to me again, then the society must give it to me. The local government chairman must give it to us. Otherwise, we will not agree. We are taking to the streets. The president must give us chocolate and candies today. And I've seen very grown children. And when they're crying, we want chocolate today. The nation is at war. These the roads are flowing with blood of human beings people are hungry and somebody is praying that the wealth of the wicked be transferred to him (laughs) so that he will enjoy too, not because he wants to do anything with it, he wants to enjoy he wants to enjoy but we are called to be salvation not to talk about salvation not to preach salvation I'm not a preacher of salvation I'm not I'm not a preacher of righteousness I'm the righteousness of the Lord that's what the Bible says you see we never read it we thought he said preach righteousness he didn't send me to preach righteousness he sent me to be righteousness we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus isn't that what he said? did he say and thou shalt tell the people to be righteous no! did he say we should preach salvation? Did did he actually say that? Do you know he didn't say that? Hey, come on, talk to me. Do you know that? Okay, so let's just look, take a look at exactly what he actually said to us. I was. Teriyaka karavindo robase kabashana. Lebakuri mandekuzahangra telakasas. Guburu shakila askes. The gospel is going to help us to understand that Trinity is not biblical. These things we're telling you are not made up. Acts chapter 13. Are you there? Verse 47. Let's read. For so had the Lord commanded us, saying, I have said thee to be what? A light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. He didn't say that thou shouldest preach salvation, that thou shouldest be salvation. Amen. Thou shouldest be salvation. This is that thou shouldest preach salvation. There is in Acts chapter 4, verse 3 said, Neither is there salvation in any other. Alright? For there is no other name under heaven given amongst men by the name of Jesus. And we live in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So we live in the name of Jesus. So neither is there salvation in any other. Salvation is in us. So when we show up, salvation has shown up. This is how we should think. It's a very different way of thinking. I'm not coming to preach salvation to you. I'm coming as salvation. So in other words, I am the revelation of salvation. Salvation means deliverance. Glory. It comes in my words. It comes in my actions. So it's not enough to tell people, "Jesus died for you. Repent." That's nursery school level. Amen. You said David Obueli told a story how he shook somebody and what happened? Tell us. The person was shivering. And he didn't tell him anything. Yeah, an Glory to God. The Bible said Peter walked by and people were falling. He didn't he, he didn't, as he was in the Lord today, let people fall as I walk about. He never said that. But that's Peter's experience was yours. <laughs> you know, the thing, the, the 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 funny thing there is that everybody now wants to have that Peter's experience. That had become the Bible-approved <laughs> experience. <laughs> Glory to God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am. So I'm not called to preach righteousness. I'm called to be the revelation of it. The revelation of it. Amen. So what are you going to do right now? <laughs> what are you going to do right now? Policy statements. Now, So you're going to have to now design your policy statements about education, about security. Don't live in the world just like that about health, right? There has to be some deliberate system of principles that guide your intervention in your career. Do you understand? What is career? Uh, I mean, I know I have career ladies and career men here. So uh, what does career actually mean? I told you, we always have problems with the fundamentals. Once you get the fundamentals right, everything is okay. Talk to me. What's career? I like you said intervention. So, career is an area in which you've given yourself to creating value. Am I correct? The job is about creating value, so you attend to people. The problem we have always is at the fundamentals, it's at the foundation. That's where you deal with things like the motivation behind it, all right? The motivation behind it. You understand that? It's at a foundational level. And that motivation is what God sees. Say, so God looks at the world of the heart. All right? So what forms your motivation it has to be your policy statement. So you are in the health area, health sector. You now have a policy statement that guides your decision to be here, it doesn't matter what had actually led you into it, all right? He found some people by what time and said, go into the field, right? Until five o'clock, he said, go into the field. So at any time the word of God comes to you, you go into the field at that time. So it doesn't matter whether, whether whatever has been your motivation How long? you cannot sit down to there and say, okay, so what am I doing here? You understand that? What am I doing here? And once you start asking those questions, the Holy Ghost will talk to you. And you start functioning based on this new revelation, you create your unique journey in that area. Because he gives you specifications. Are you understanding this? He gives you specifications. You have a a clear guiding principle. And then you know when your time is done. So you start start thinking retirement and all the crazy stuff. You stop, you know I'm here on a mission. This is a mission field. And I have my policy statement is clearly spelled out. Glory to God. Yes. And you so policy statement in the area of labor, career, or health. Do be like, what am I here to do exactly? I don't really get. OK. All right, so first of all, what did I say that a policy is? It is a dedicated system of the principles. And that will, that does what that guide to make a deliberate to system it. a deliberate system of principles so in your career your career is um, it's like your place of influence because you're gonna be making decisions so you're gonna run there now to run they need to have clear set of principles that you deliberately itemize all right and um, this is what guides your prince. What guides your decisions here? So let me give you a very, a, a very, um, a simple uh, um, a- example. So there was a time at her office where they were. It's is um. This this example is gonna be off. Off mic. Assuming you're a teacher. And in your school like many other schools, they are fine with helping children cheat in the exam hall, to help them make a good result. You understand that? And that is not consistent with your policy in education. You know it's wrong. Why is it wrong? It's not even whether, whether you are going to hell or heaven. Some of the fact that this is destroying children's future. So you now have to make a decision whether to advance that course or to change it so you need to understand the situation can i change it can i make a strong case about this you see remember you are not making this case because you are afraid of heaven or hell you are seeking the kingdom so there is promotion in it all right so you have to now weigh The cost of your choices if I resign will it worsen the situation because the the, normal nice pastor will tell you get out of there resign you don't belong there don't be a part of their sins but you now want to wait my resign. what are my options here if I discuss with the school authorities how would they respond would they say okay let's stop it can I make a very strong case against this and show them that we can still have them make good results. Can I do that? No, they won't listen to me. How can I make a difference? You get this now. And you know what? Because your heart is right, God will talk to you. Now, why are you going through this? You are not just responding the way, see, what do we do? You're not just trying to respond. You are responding because you have a clear policy statement. You get it now. Do you understand that? This is how your policy guides you. Okay, you come into, you are, you are working with the government right now. And then you understand what that your or agency was created to accomplish. And the question is, are accomplishing it? why? Why have you been sent here? Is there anything you can do? This is what, what you ask yourself. Don't say, well, there's nothing we are doing. This is just how the is. Is there anything I can do to change it? Do you understand? Can I sit down and make a case? Can I write a letter? Can I do something? Is there a way for me to intervene? Can I bring a change to this system? Because there is a clear policy statement. you understand that? So you see, it makes you different. So you now want to seek, you now want to seek a session with the director and say clearly, I know that um, this, 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 this. We are not keeping to this. Is there nothing we can do? I have some thoughts. Are you seeing that? Many will not do that. Many will not even think about it. But you should. What is the consequence? The result is that you are functioning as an ambassador and promotion comes from God. You will see God move you because to him that has more is given. As you take steps based on this exposure, more exposure comes because the laborer is what? The harvest is plenty, the laborers are few. There are few people who actually understand it. So he equips them and gives them more opportunities, more platforms. He amplifies their personality. That's what happens. Many never know it. Do you understand it now? Is it clear to you? The question is, what will you now do? What are you going to do right now? The purpose of clarity is to take action. So you now sit down and ask yourself, What is my policy statement? What am I doing here? That's what it is to live for a purpose. That's what it is. To see the kingdom of God, that's what it's about. We don't see the kingdom of God because we're looking for anything. There's a system already in place. Everywhere. Everything. They are set up. Yes! Set up they are set up and they are strong. They are strong. Mm-hmm. They are strong. They are strong. like this case of uh-huh. I There is no school in normal. Hell, here you go and there is no form of exam practice. And college, them. like college in is like living in a whole house. Yes. So the Bible said, through faith we understand that the edges, this is an edge. The edges in the past, we are repaired by the word of God. Now there are different ways to intervene. For example, I can set up a school, right? For example, I can set up a system that will make the schools hand their control over to me. You know, it's possible. I discussed something like that with you the other day. I told you that that's actually what we want to accomplish. And we we are we are continuing perfecting that plan because it will actually have people build those structures and hand over control to you. You see, so that can be an intervention. And awareness can be an intervention. For example, I want my son. I said, it's better you come back, and they said you had zero, than to be helped. And they went to help him, in quotes. And he embarrassed him and said, I don't need it. I'm already done. I don't care whether the result comes and like he has 15%. I prefer the 15% that he wrote than the 125% that he didn't write. You understand that? So that means your intervention can be awareness. Maybe you can now say, okay, I want to have a radio program to help bring the attention of parents to what's going on. Because if I can talk to my child and say, don't do this, and he listened listen to me, if you talk to your own, he will also listen. So we can bring down that system. By aware of the fact that the school is trying to offer the help, and the child is saying, no, I don't want it. Is that possible? It worked with my son. Amen? Can there be another, another, another um, uh, system? Yes. There can be a different kind of intervention. Amen? There can be. For example that cannot become the reason why I'm interested in becoming the Commissioner of Education you understand that that cannot become a reason why I want to set up a special summit that the Commissioners of Education will attend you, you see this now and I may want to see how I can influence him to get something done that might not be a reason why I want to write a petition a covert petition during my time in the university, you did not graduate if you didn't buy test books rec- um, written by the lecturers. That was clear. Even though a new v- vice chancellor came and introduced a system that limited the powers of the lecturers because they, they wouldn't state the exam again, and they would state the exam, they wouldn't know the ones that will come out and they wouldn't make it. So it reduced their powers, but they still intimidated their students. I said no to it. I petitioned one of the most stubborn lecturers, and he said he will fight me and fight my father. And he did fight, and the school sacked him. And I graduated. And I was just a student with with, with father's exposure. So it's about it's a God's eyes run through for the whole universe, seeking way to seek himself strong. The question is, do you have the boldness to stand? The teachers, the teachers didn't know how much afraid I was even inside me. They didn't know I was actually afraid. My head became convinced he was telling other, He told me he was telling other lecturers that they cannot tell which of us. The kind of relationships we have in the government. They thought I have some strong backup from the, from the, from the government. I didn't have anyone. I didn't even know the security man there. I didn't know. But when I came in, they, they thought I was one powerful man. And they were all afraid of a student. Yeah. one once came and reported to me about a lecturer from a different department who was insisting they buy the temple. And I said, let's go see him. And they all followed me. Uh, the king was coming. And I came, and I said, I greeted him. I said, um, I understand you were forcing my students to buy your He said, no, that he never did. I said, OK, let's just be clear don't tolerate that." He said, no, 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 I will never do something like that. He was my lecturer. He was a lecturer, senior lecturer. And we well, come and the students were laughing. <laughs> you know, they were laughing. So the president was a hero. He was a fearless lion. So some of those things made them think I had some very strong backup behind me. So that the day I petitioned a particular lecturer and went and served him a copy, he started shaking. I was calling my mentor at the time. He was shaking, that a, a student wrote something. So I'm saying it's possible to challenge systems. I have done that. I do it all the time. There are different ways of doing it. One is just what I just described right now. Such so that when I left, years later, a president came to see me, and he said, "I was, I was." I'm so happy to meet you because I have heard so much about what happened during your time. The unfortunate thing was that we are not being able to sustain it. <laughs> so, our administration became a benchmark for measuring others. So, when we left and the new guys came, they were like, oh, if it was when this was what happened, we got the report. If it was when this man was there, this kind of thing wouldn't happen. This one is not doing like that one. They wanted him to do like that one. What am I saying? A system can be challenged. And it's a spirit, an attitude that means. And when God sees that attitude in you, he keeps on providing platforms to make it possible. That's what happens. How does the platform happen? It's about you taking a risk. I know what it took me to even become the president. I didn't have the money to run. I knew how I raised the money. But I did the things I didn't have and became. You understand that? It was a daring thing. We take platform, platforms by chasing and say, wait, well, like Kellen, that's how it works. God won't bring it to you and say, now I'm bringing you in, no? It's always a fact of faith. Because there is a job to be done, you are now fighting, I want to become the Commissioner of Education. Now, that's how we set goals. We see the problems and we say, what tool will help us get this done faster? Is it writing petitions, forming a civil society group, doing a conference, let me become the governor? You understand that? So I'm I'm running for government. And then we fight all the battles. We're going to have battles to fight. Scale through hurdles. And then you become the governor. And then you can change the system. But the Bible says that we now know through faith that the words we free reframed, repaired by the Reman Words that came from God. In other words, God talks to you. Glory to God. He talks to you. And he gives you an approach. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I heard about I had a student, a gentleman who was running for for a certain political position. I think in am um, crossing uh, or was something, and he didn't have all the money well, or the popularity. The party told him, We are choosing this other opponent of yours, not you. You can't go. And he went to church. I'm not saying that had to come a, a principle a for doing it. A pattern. But he went to church to pray. And he said God told him to drop his khaki. And it was an expensive car. That doesn't mean that if you now want to vow for something, you go to church and drop <laughs> your khaki. He said that the words we are repaired. By the rhema of God, the words that came to you. Your own could be to go and lift your hand in the mountain. Go and do it. Don't drop your khaki. But he was told he did. And he said, the pastor came out and saw him cry. He said, Why I crying? He said, God told me to drop my car. He said, Drop it now. And he left. Then the time came for the primaries. He went at the stadium. It was open, open, um, system, open um, ballot system. So he stood. And a few people that supported him stood behind him. The other, the problem was, his opponent wasn't standing. What happened? He died last night. At a time when it was impossible for them to replace him. And they made every effort to replace the dead man, but they couldn't. So the guy went from the post. Are you there? He didn't kill the man.
1: Are you hearing me? Yes. He
0: didn't pray that the man should die. No. It could have happened any other way. God knows the end from the beginning. He said, my son, give me if you give him his heart, he knows the time he has the approach. Glory to God. Even when you have plans, he can superimpose his plans on yours. When it happens, don't cry. Relax. God is up to something. Are you hearing this? The thing is to be ready, to be prepared, to prepare your heart. And not assume that the system is so strong, it was built by people. I, did a, I, I told you guys, I did a, I did a, a, a Facebook a broadcast and I called it Leading from the Margin. If you go to my page, you'll see it. I, it's you know, Leading from the Margin. All right? And I talked about how you can override the system. No matter how strong a system is, if it was built by human beings, it can be brought down by another human being. Listen, Uber brought down the taxi system and became a giant there. You understand that? Airbnb is the biggest competitor to the biggest hotels in the world because they overrude the system. So no matter how strong a system might have been, takes one idea. That's why I tell you I'm concerned about ideas. It takes one idea to bring it down. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's give him glory and praise. It's not like him.